Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I see you made it. Since you're here now, can you do me a favor real quick? Just sit back, relax your mind, and let's get real. Imagine a space where dads could simply be. A place where dads of all ages and backgrounds talk candidly about the highs and lows of this thing called becoming and being a brother, a husband, a dad. Step into the dad sphere, where we let you into the mind of dad. The place where many unspoken thoughts, questions, and fears live rent-free forever. Yeah, you heard that right. We're actually going to let you into our innermost being. It's necessary, and it's been missing. My name is Richard Sadler, but many people call me Rich, and I am the host of The Dad Sphere. On this podcast, I'll be speaking from the heart about my journey to and in fatherhood. I'll be talking with other fathers, unpacking their stories in hopes of creating a space where fathers keep it real, always. Creating a space where we lift each other up and sharpen each other in the process. Subscribe to this podcast today. Go check out the website at thedadsfair.com. Go follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, of course, at The Dad Sphere. Tap in and stay locked in as we travel through The Dad Sphere. Let's get it. What's good, y'all? And welcome back to The Dad Sphere. I'm so glad that you're back here again with me today. Uh, you know, like I always say, time is of the essence, and you could honestly be spending your 10 to 20 minutes with somewhere somewhere else or with someone else, but you chose to spend it with me, and I am honestly grateful for that. Uh, today, we'll be jumping into Becoming Dad Part 2, which is just basically journeying uh, or talking about my journey into my second foray with fatherhood, uh, this time with a little boy. And just, um, you know, while I did have some reservations, this experience was totally opposite from that of you know the the first time we had gone down this road with my daughter so um it all started back in 2019 so my kids are approximately three years apart um but it started back in 2019 and you know my wife came to me and she was wanting to you know try to have another child and I'll be honest with you I was not uh 100% on board with that at first quite frankly I was probably like 10% on board and I'll give you my reason as to why I was at that point. And uh, if you know me, I'm a very uh, analytical person and I tend to make very, very calculated moves and decisions. And, you know, given my background and what I grew up in and what I came out of, I just didn't feel like at that point in time, I was necessarily ready. Of course, go figure to bring another child into this world. Um, but, you know, my wife, she came up with some really compelling arguments. And uh, she even enlisted the help of, uh, you know, some women in our life group at that point in time to, you know, be praying that my heart be changed uh, as it pertains to having another child. And, you know, she even gave me reasons like, so you're wanting to uh, delay having another child you know, simply because of finances, don't get me wrong, finances are huge. And I'm the guy that tends to try to think about the whole picture. And, you know, as men and as fathers, I would think that a lot of us were trying to think that way. But I know that I can be a bit of an extremist 
when it comes to that. So the way I envisioned uh, my, my children being spread out when I finally did have children was approximately about five year age difference. And, you know, my wife, of course, hated that. I thought it was perfectly fine because, you know, I look at myself and my older sibling and I'm like, look, yo, we're we're five years apart and it's perfectly fine. Now, granted, the dynamic is a little different, but we are five years apart and I expected my wife to be on board with that, too. Um, my train of thought behind that was, is like, you know, as one is progressing through each critical stage of life, uh, the other is not quite there yet. And by the time that older one gets through that critical stage in life, the other one, um, they'll be done. And then the other one will be coming through. So we would never have two in that stage. For example, we would not have two children in high school at the same time. We would not have two children in college at the same time. And on top of that, you know, I was looking at the the financial ramifications and aspects of that, too, because at one point in time, I was like, you know, yo, I want to be able to pay for my children if they want to go to college. Should that be something they choose to do? Um, my wife and I, we argue about this back and forth all the time. Um, but if that's something that they choose to do, I wanted to be the guy that, you know, could afford to send both of them to go to school because I didn't want them to have to pick up a student loan or, you know, something of that nature like uh, myself and my wife had to do. So I was thinking about it that way. And it was like, you know, we wouldn't be buying two cars at the same time. We wouldn't be paying two sets of college tuitions at the same time or for, you know, that matter, um, you know, paying any type of tuition in those regards uh, at the same time either. But uh, my wife, she gave a really compelling argument. So she's like, so you're going to delay like us growing our family because of finances. She's like, because honestly, you'll get to the point where we do have a little more and you'll probably still be saying the same thing. And when I sat back, it was like, yo, she, she's right. She's absolutely right. And uh, on top of that, I was afraid because it was like, well, I don't know if we're going to have a girl. I don't know if we're going to have a boy. I wanted to have a boy because I, I always said, you know, I wanted a boy and a girl. I wanted the orders to be reversed. But as I indicated in the last episode, I believe God gave me just what I needed and a daughter first because it taught me a lot of things about how I needed to love my wife and continues to teach me that. But um, I, I didn't I couldn't guarantee what we were going to have. And uh, as much as I wanted a little boy, having a little boy, it scared the mess out of me because it's like, yo, um, how do I how, how do I? How can I be a dad? How can I be a father to a boy? Like, I'm trying to figure this thing out for a girl, and I feel like I'm getting the hang of it. And, like, my wife and I, we're getting to a pretty good place, you know, in our marriage. We're in a better place at this point in time, and we're figuring out how to, to move along in our new normal. What is this going to look like with adding a boy to that? So, um, eventually, I gave in, and it was like, all right, let's let's start trying and lo and behold, boom, it's like as soon as we, I kid you not, as soon as we start trying, we're pregnant. My wife will probably kill me for saying this, but I feel like sometimes if I just look at my wife, we're just going to pop up pregnant. Um, but that's a whole nother topic in and of itself. So we're pregnant. Um, we find out that we're pregnant and, you know, we're going through the pregnancy and the pregnancy was actually a, um, it was a pretty smooth pregnancy. In comparison to that of uh, the pregnancy with my daughter, um, there weren't really any concerns or any complications that we had, you know, while my son was in the womb. So it was like, 
everything was copacetic. But um, just to backtrack a little bit, when we got to 21 weeks, um, which is, you know, that appointment, I think it's somewhere between 18 and 21 weeks is when you find out uh, what the gender is going to be, if you want to know. So we did that and um, we found out what we were having. And look, you would not believe it, but um, well, of course you believe it now because I already told you I had a son. But that's when we found out that we were having a son. And I was ecstatic. Like, I remember being in that doctor's office when the ultrasound was being performed. And, like, I jumped out of my chair and started pointing at the screen. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I got my boy. Like, I was so loud. You would have thought that the Atlanta Falcons won the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a little light humor. Um, I'm still a little salty from the fact that uh, the, the, the Falcons blew that Super Bowl against the Patriots a couple years back. I haven't gotten over that. I don't think I'll ever get over it, but I was that excited because we were having a boy. Uh, so once we found out that we were having a boy, you know, we began having conversations about, well, what are we going to name this child? Previous to that, I had taken a really, really strong stance. Um, before I, my wife and I were even married, we were just dating and we would have these conversations. And I felt this way even before we were dating, but I always had the strong stance of like, I want my child to have my son, if I have a son, to have his own name. Like, I'm not going to give him my name. Uh, so I held that stance for a very, very long time. And we started tossing around names and what uh, my son's name would be. And lo and behold, we get to the point where, like, I started thinking. I was like, well, you know, being that I am having a son, I'm having a boy, I want his name to be uh, significance. I want it to have significance. Meaning something that he can, you know, grow into and live up to. And um, it's funny because I wound up going back uh, to my name. So my son does carry my first name. So uh, we share the same first name. His first name is Richard, of course. And if you, you know, you go look up what our na our first name means, it means a powerful, strong ruler or leader. And I was like, oh, like that. That's dope. I can, I can rock with that. I know it's a little old school and maybe he might get teased a little bit by these kids. But, uh, you know, older style or older fashion names are kind of coming back. They're making a comeback now. So it's like, I, I think I want to name him. I want to give him my first name, but I definitely want him to have a different middle name. So I tossed around, you know, middle names, middle names, middle names, thought about it and um, came to Zane because I wanted his uh, his name to flow and I wanted it to be kind of cool. So like. And someone, you know, asked him what his name was. It was like, yo, my name's Zane, Richard Zane. And, uh, you know, has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? But in the same fashion, I wanted, like I said, I wanted his name to mean something. So um, Zane means, if you look it up, a gift from God. So when you string his name together, it means a powerful, strong ruler or leader who's a gift from God. And I thought about that and I wanted my son to be that in the world and I wanted him to live up to that so I settled on the fact that Talisa this is what we are going to name him he doesn't have to go by Richard like on paper that's his government name his government first name we'll call him Z we'll call him Zane um but this is what I want him to be named and this is why so we stuck with that so you know fast forward you know we get to delivery day and um he actually came a few days early now that I'm thinking about it. I forget the actual due date that he was supposed to um, come on the date that we had set to 
for my wife to be induced. But he actually came, you know, earlier than that. He came April 8th of 2020. He's a pandemic baby. If any of you have pandemic babies, you know that they are cut from a different car. That's a whole different breed in and of itself. That boy is something else. Let me tell you. But he came a few days early. And, you know, I remember, you know, us going uh, you know, to the hospital and that kind of thing. And my wife, you know, coming up, we went to go to sleep uh, one night and we went to go to sleep on the 12th. And um, she woke us up in the middle of the night and was like, babe, we got to go. And looking back on it, I don't even know how I remained as calm as I did. I'm usually a pretty calm guy, but I was extremely calm during this time, like overtly calm and aware. And I don't know how I maintained that composure, but I did. So, you know, we go to the hospital and uh, we weren't there very long. Uh, Man, I feel like we were only there a couple of hours and then my son was here. But when my son came out, this boy, I kid you not, this dude, uh, he came out screaming, you know, completely different uh, experience than my daughter. I mentioned in the last podcast episode that I don't recall my daughter crying at all when she came out. Instead, I, I think I cried enough for everybody in that room, as I mentioned before. But when my son came out, he came out screaming. And it's three years later and that boy is still screaming. My my family, if they're listening, they'll laugh at that because they know exactly what I'm talking about. It, Z is a he's a different breed, but he came out screaming. And um, I remember, you know, like I had none of the same emotions uh, that I had when my daughter was born. It was kind of like I was kind of stoic when, you know, he came out. I I don't know if it was. The fact that like I had kind of already been here before, so I kind of knew what to expect. But um, or I was just, you know, more so in shock, even though I knew that we were having a son. But it was like, wow, I really do have a son now. And um, I immediately started thinking, it's like, oh, my God, I have a son now like this this is this is real this is a little boy and now i have to teach um this little boy i call him my man cub i have to teach uh this man cub how to be a man and what it's like to be a man it's like i i'm i'm not just responsible for um you know showing him what a man should look like i have to teach him how to be one and quite frankly this kid this this new life that my wife and I have brought into this world, I've got to teach him in a manner that he is capable of being someone's future husband and someone's future father and a future community leader. And like it was it was this instant weight unlike that that I felt with my daughter. Now, there was still the excitement that was masked, you know, the fact that I was having a son and a lot of us fathers, we do want to have a son of our own, but there was this weight and it was like, how am I going to do this? I didn't have that blueprint, but I found myself having to, you know, think on the teachings of my, my granddaddy and the teachings of uh, some of my uncles and the teachings of some of my coaches and my godfather. And 
having to remind myself that, hey, just because you didn't see this consistently when you were younger, like my father was there for about the first seven, eight years of my life. And then he wasn't. But it's like I had to constantly think to myself and constantly tell myself it's going to be different. Yes, this is going to be tough. It is not going to be easy every day. And I'm still in the very early phases of this because my son is only three. He'll turn four in April of next year. But I had to it's, it's kind of like I had to think myself straight or um, <laughs> for lack of better words, because I was extremely scared and extremely nervous and overcome by those emotions because how am I going to raise this this boy to be a man? I don't know how I'm going to do that exactly. Like I'm I'm still trying to figure out and feeling my way around what that even means and how I am to be with my wife and with my family. Not only that, I have to learn a new dynamic with my family as well because it's no longer just my wife and my daughter now. I have this boy that I need to account to account for as well in the middle of a pandemic. But um, yeah. Oh, I just remembered I had additional fears, too, as well uh, before my son actually came, which they're really important. And it goes back to uh, me being that analytical, um, long term thinker and liking to make calculated decisions. Another reason why I didn't want to have uh, uh, another child at that point in time before my wife was able to convince me um, was that I knew we were living in a, an apartment at that point in time. It was a very nice two bedroom apartment, the nicest two bedroom apartment that we've ever lived in, uh, quite frankly. But I knew as soon as my son, uh, as soon as we had that next child or we found out that we were going to be expecting, she was going to want the bigger car and she was going to want to buy a house. And I was like, yo, we, we're doing a little better now, but that's a whole lot of money. I don't want to be spending right now. And it's not like we got it like that. Well, of course, you know, lo and behold, um, we did wind up going and purchasing that home, which actually uh, turned out to be a pretty good, um, decision as it has allowed us to, uh, move to where we are now. So looking back on it, I'm grateful for it extremely, but we also wound up getting the bigger car as well. So everything that I thought was going to happen actually did happen. And I mean, it's all good and it's okay now, but I do remember being fearful and very scared, you know, about that. So, you know, we were only in the hospital for what? pandemic babies like that was a different time I, we had to be in there no more than maybe just over 48 hours after my wife delivered I think uh so it was a completely different experience but like when we brought this child home I found myself thinking even more I was like yo how am I gonna do this how am I gonna be this boy's daddy because my daddy wasn't there and like I found that during that period of time, more so I wanted to be able to pick the phone up and call my dad and be like, dad, how do you do this? Or like, what does this thing look like? Or how did you feel? But I couldn't. So that's why, you know, I tell you guys that story here today. It's because um, I feel like as men, 
We need to have these conversations. We need to be able to come together and just be frank with one another and be like, look, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm afraid of. This is why I'm afraid. Can you impart some kind of wisdom on me? Can you help me with this? Because I don't know. And that's whether you grew up with your father in the picture or you didn't grow up with your father in the picture. I think we could all use that help. So, fellas, I need y'all to do me a favor. Every time you look into your son's eyes, remember that you are responsible for shaping someone's future husband, someone's future father, and a future community leader. So govern yourselves accordingly. But also remember that you don't have to do it alone because here in the dad sphere, we're all about creating a space where dads can simply be and sharpen each other in the process. Don't take that train of thought that I had when I found out that I was going to be a father to a son. Realize that you are not alone. We're all brothers. We all need to come together. We can all help each other and we'll all be better. Be sure to drop a review and a rating for the show. You know, as they say in other lands and in other places, dropping a rating and a review and subscribing, of course, it helps the algorithm. So can y'all do that for me, please? And with that being said, I want y'all to know that I love y'all and I mean that. So God bless and I'll catch y'all next time in the dad's fear. I'm out. Peace.